This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We What are we down to now? Uh... 13, you got 12. 12 more. for 12 is what I read this morning. 12 for 12. We're doing slogans. I know. It's I know. A, it's like, and it's this just is trying, to get at, through, trying to get yeah. through a desert. Um, <laughs> it really is. Listen, after, you know, what's been a frustrating couple of weeks, obviously, for, yeah. for Taylor Jenkins, uh, you're hoping things like Santi Aldama's emergence the last couple of games can yeah. be consistent for you. Maybe even get a little more like you did on Saturday night uh, from Zaire Williams to help you try to weather this storm uh, because you are not getting much help. We know Marcus Smart out three to five and uh, and, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be razor's edge the rest of the way. Yeah, there's, just, I mean, there's just no uh, denying that. I'm sad we're playing Brooks because we don't have a healthy Marcus Smart and we're decimated right now. And I would rather play him with, with, with Smart more. healthy, you know, and, and with a full loaded roster to, to take him on. Even without Ja, you know, you're just so thin. And the bench productivity is, like, that's why they lost last night because they couldn't get anything on the bench. In that second half of the uh, the Spurs game, it seemed like they found an answer to Wembenyama because they put uh, Lofton on him, yep. and then Lofton could take advantage of him on the offensive side with that large body. You know, he could just get horizontal on him and, and both ways because he's just so big. It seems they found something there. Uh, Zaire against the Spurs, uh, seventeen points, seven rebounds, five assists was a team high plus twenty seven that night. Wow. Yeah, there, there are times when you look at him, I know say, it looks great. But he has not been able to put the, you know, with the opportunity given to him, he's not going to have a better opportunity than he's got right now with, again, Marcus Smart down to three, the guy that you had intended to start there. You know, down, you're not going to get a better opportunity than you do. And you see that last night, you know, they go with Santi there mm-hmm. and you see, you know. You got some sparks there at least. 28, 12, and 6, you see great production. So you yeah. just, again, it just it feels like now or never for Zaire. And um, unlike Santi, he wasn't able to put together back-to-back great performances. So. Uh, still going to be all hands on deck. He's going to get even more opportunity because they're so short-handed. But we mentioned it. Uh, Grizz next in action coming up on Wednesday on the road against Houston. Um, good weekend for the most part. Blow the Marcus Smart goes down, but maybe you've you found out that you got something real good in Santi Aldama. Uh, put together a few more like that, Santi. We'll start talking about you as a, a real find. Uh, no you, question You get about excited it. when you get to talk about Santi. Well, I, I do. I think from a rebounding and scoring standpoint, he gives you something that you don't have. Yeah. Uh, and listen, he's getting better in terms of the physicality. Like, that's one thing he struggled with early on, and he's obviously going to have to improve defensively to, 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 to stay on the floor, although the shorthand as Grizzlies are, even if he's bad defensively, he's got to be out there. But he clearly has, when, when you are playing the three in the NBA, he's going to have some matchups where guys just blow by him, and that mm-hmm. probably is going to happen two out of three nights. Uh, of the year, and so they've got to find a way defensively. They did. I mean, you, you look at overall how good they were defensively last night. Grizzlies kind of found a way, right. you know, to get it done with him in there. Going to need more nights like this, and certainly over this twelve-game stretch, uh, that John Morant's going to be out. I can't wait till he gets back. 
I, I feel better about it. Again, we've asked the question, well, what's he returning to? Stephen Adams ain't coming through that door. Brandon Clark ain't coming back through that door. Um, if, you, if, if you've got a better Santi Aldama, there's a little bit more. Because I know what I'm getting for the most part from Bain and from Jaron. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need help. Yeah. You need help. I mean, Bain's giving it all he's got. I mean, he's playing at an all-star level. Yeah, And, and that's at a point where if he's got an inch of daylight, he can get that three-pointer off. Going up. And if the, if the, if the one before it didn't go in, yep. the, it feels like the next one's going to. 100%. It. Like, it's, it's, he is. Jeffrey said it this morning. It's like Steph Curry where he's hunting. He know? is. He's, he's the new Clay Thompson, yes, y'all. Yes, it is. It's very similar now. He is. Yes, because he's just now, hunt, now, he's hunting for a spot. Clay defensively at his peak was very good, yeah. a, a level that Bain may not reach, although you'll get all the effort, and what you'll get from Bain, man, is that strength. He will take the ball from you. But 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 Clay uh, obviously at, at one point was you uh, good to elite defensively. Mm-hmm. I'm probably stretching it, calling him elite. Uh, I don't know that Bain will get there, but as a shooter, as a scorer, getting downhill now, yeah. He's the new Clay Thompson. He is the new Clay, and he will. I don't know if it'll be this year, Brad. Yeah, but he will. Uh, he will be an All Star. He's playing at an All Star level right now, it's, and frankly, it's the only reason the Grizz have three wins. Yes, you know, to, yeah. to be real honest with you, I wish they had more. But uh, again, they're they're just so shorthanded right now that it's only got you know worse with with Marcus Smart and the news on Friday. But again, hopefully, you continue to get some consistency, big production from Santi Aldama, like you did. Uh, we got the rundown. Coming up next, we'll uh, hopefully tell you where the Memphis Basketball Tigers are in the AP poll. Should be about time uh, for that. Uh, that college football to get to. whole lot more when you rejoin us. Big Monday night football game as well. Uh, we'll take a break. Be right back. You're listening to J&J, 92.9 FM, ESPN. It's the Rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM, ESPN. First story. Brad, I need you here. Yep, because I need you to tell me if I'm wrong, but I am looking at an AP Top 25 poll, fresh uh, off the presses, mm-hmm. and the Memphis Basketball Tigers still unranked. You are correct, unfortunately. That's you, this I, week's. Po- your this, eyes do not deceive you, Jason. That, that Mississippi State at 25, five and zero. Oh. He's got that big Brad win over Northwestern. Brad got ranked, y'all. Brad got ranked. <laughs> Don't put it on me, man. Mississippi State got ranked. Don't Virginia's 9-4-0. They're in at 24. <laughs> I'm looking through these 20s. I see Arkansas, which lost to Greensboro over the weekend. Yeah. Dropped down. Looks like six spots to 20th. I'm looking in these 20 through 25s. That's where I expected to see Memphis, yeah. which was first in others receiving votes last week. Ladies and gentlemen, Memphis still first in others receiving votes. It sucks, man. They're going to have well, to go show it. i tell you what. There's a reason why. Mm. It's very simple. Is that it looks like Mizzou sucks. <laughs> oh, God. This is our worst nightmare. Yep. It looks like, and yeah. if you want to pin you know, it, might you, suck. you want to pin this on something, I would, uh, I would pin it on Missouri because over the weekend, for those of you all that didn't hear it with Jeff, mm-hmm. Missouri lost to a previously winless uh, a team Memphis saw Jackson State squad 73-72 last night. Stunner. Lost it at home. Uh, John Rothstein would say epitome of brutality losing in a bye game. And so what that has essentially done is taken a Missouri team that was in the 50s, 56 over at Ken Palm. You know, at that time, it's thought of as a bubble NCAA tournament team, even though picked ninth in the SEC. But you're looking at what Dennis Gates, the coach there, did last season, what they've got in. 
uh, and you're thinking, okay, this could be a, a, a nice win for Memphis. We talked about it, go on the road, and we, we saw Memphis jump up in terms of its Ken Palm ranking after that one. Well, now that Missouri team that was in the 50s, 56 when it played you, has dropped to 84th at Ken Palm. And similarly, we use the Ken Palm analytics because you can pretty much uh, in the college basketball world kind of pin it down to that. Mm-hmm. Now they're, forget bubble team, uh, Missouri on the outside looking in, and all of a sudden you've just got – uh, Memphis at 3-0, and which did take care of uh, business against Alabama State, uh, Tony Madlock and crew. You've got three wins that, frankly, don't look like much. You would, you know, it, we were talking about hanging our hats on something if you're Ryan Silver, you know, if you're, uh, as, as it relates to that Memphis football program mm-hmm. and not having that, you would hope to hang your hat on that Mizzou win. Now it's nothing. It sort of crumbles in your hands. And it, it, it was sort of the theme this weekend because, again, whether it was the battle for Atlantis and teams you could play, Michigan goes down uh, this weekend, I believe, to Long Beach State. Yep. Arkansas, who you would face likely in the second round of the Battle for Atlantis, that, that starts, by the way, on Wednesday against Michigan, they go down to Greensboro. And so at least it'll still be a ranked Arkansas team dropping from 14th to 20. But the point is, all these teams that you'd circled and say these are great opportunities, and Missouri at Missouri had been one of those, it's kind of starting to crumble away. Now, not in the sense that it has for Missouri. Again, Arkansas still a, a, a solid team, even though, again, this was a home loss to Greensboro. Ranked team, still be good on your resume. But the FAU loss mm-hmm. this weekend, we talked about it. We joked with John Martin about it. Um, losing to Earl Timberlake, uh, that has dropped them from the 20s, uh, uh, 25, 26, and they were number 10 in the AP poll. That has dropped them down to 50 at Ken Palm. We can laugh and joke about uh, how much John Martin loves the FAU Owls and Dusty May, mm-hmm. but the fact is Memphis, the AAC, did not need FAU dropping games to Bryant, of all people. Um, just stunning. It's Earl Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. Squad. And, uh, and, and listen, you know, and this is where I will give Memphis credit because – uh, and we haven't discussed the the actual game. You know, I, I realize, okay, against Alabama State, yeah, they're going to roll them. I think that line was 30 and a half. They certainly didn't cover that. But at least, and you did turn the ball, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, give up 25 offensive rebounds, which is alarming against an mm-hmm. Alabama State team. That said, you took care of business. You weren't looking ahead to the to the Bahamas like it appeared Arkansas and Michigan and some of these other teams, maybe even FAU looking ahead. They're not in the Bahamas, but uh, looking ahead to some of their bigger games. At least you didn't ca- get caught in the same trap that some of these other teams did. That said, though, I am still surprised. Uh, just because, okay, we realize quality of opponent has dropped uh, in terms of Missouri, but if you look at the way Memphis dominated that game in the second half, the eyeball test would tell you, I still think that, and I don't think this is uh, homerism talking, I still think Memphis is a top 25 team, but right now, you know, the resume, you know, a solid 3-0 and start mm-hmm. with a quality road win isn't looking so quality anymore, and I suppose the, you know, the voters weren't going to move Memphis up anymore for beating Alabama State. Guess I understand it. Again, now you got to go into the battle for Atlantis and at least come out two and one, I would think, to go ahead and get that. We need the Michigan win to start. Week. Yeah, don't you? well, you have to get that it. one. You got to get. I mean, and now I, I don't know. I mean, would I've rather had? I'm glad you brought that up. Would I've rather had of a Michigan team that took care of business and uh, maybe thinks, okay, we're we're fine. Yeah. Uh, do I want a Michigan team that's coming off a, a loss to Long Beach State, 94-86 at home, now on high alert? Mm. Whether it's Phil Martelli or Jawan Howard, and I think the the word is we talked to Giannato about this and some others that the hope is that Jawan Howard will be back on the sideline. He'd been dealing with some health issues oh. and Phil Martelli uh, coaching that team. Um, 
you, as far as I'm concerned, you've got to beat this team now because, again, they've dropped down to 37 at Kempom following that loss, but you're now going to catch them on high alert yeah. as opposed to a 4-0 Michigan team that might be feeling itself a little bit coming into that first-round matchup. And we said it's, it's imperative, really, that you win that game now. Again, this is a, a Michigan team that's dropping in the rankings because you need that opportunity against Arkansas, yeah. which can't have bread is a loss to Michigan. Which you, uh, ideally, what you don't want is a loss to Michigan. Then you're playing Stanford in the second round this week in the Battle for Atlantis in a game that's not going to do anything for you from a resume standpoint. So um, while it was a good weekend for Memphis in the sense you took care of business, yeah, a little bit of a dis- uh, a little bit of a, a, a disappointing bit of news that you're not in the top 25. Again, in a world of college basketball where folks are dropping like flies early, uh, at least you didn't here. Uh, we mentioned it. Memphis going into the battle for uh, the battle for Atlantis on Wednesday. Now three and zero. Real quick, you know, I, I, and I won't break it down uh, uh, in terms of what we thought was important in terms of performances or anything else. Because again, you're playing against an undermanned Alabama State team. I will say this though: Tony Madlock's son looks like. Looks like a weightlifter. He's, he he got so built. thick out there. His shoulders thick. and everything else. Yeah, he must stay uh, in the weight room. He <laughs> finished with 16, uh, but didn't shoot the ball all that well. Was six of 20 from the field. Uh, <laughs> Alabama State Memphis held him to. I think it was 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, 31.4 percent shooting. Defensively, uh, effort solid enough, except for again on the glass. And you know, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you Memphis has got a rebounding issue, but when you know you're having to ask. You know, uh, Javon Quinterly to go out there and pull down eight rebounds a night, your point guard, uh, you need a little bit more from your big guys. I will say this, David Jones and everybody, uh, this won't be uh, uh, news. He continues to look like a guy who um, can lead you in terms of scoring and everything else. He's leading the team right now, but 22 points, 7 of 12 from the field. He makes it look easy, 4 of 7. Uh, from three, sometimes he'll do it with a pump fake. Guy doesn't move. He'll he'll nail it from out there. Four, fourth on the line. What you love about him is uh, ten rebounds. Yeah, uh, they need it from him right now. And Jordan Brown, uh, eight and six, hasn't come across as a dominating rebounder. So again, whether it's uh, some of these other guys sticking their noses in there, you're, you're, it feels like you're depending a lot on Javon Quinterly and some of the uh, yeah, Caleb Mills has had some solid rebounding games. You're depending a lot on guard rebounding right now. You need more from your bigs going into what's obviously going to be you know, much improved competition this week. Memphis getting on the plane today uh, to head down to the battle for Atlantis. And uh, I think the thing that I feel best about is the fact that Javon Quinterly seems to feel good uh, injury-wise, body-wise, everything else. Uh, realize he was coming through some things uh, in the preseason and everything else. But he has looked good, uh, has looked healthy. And as long as you've got him, I don't. It, it feels like, you know, even if David Jones is off, You've still got scores in Caleb Mills, who had 10 in the Alabama State win. Jaquan Walton had 12, uh, didn't shoot it well from three, but finds a way to you know pour in 12, goes four of nine from the field, adds seven rebounds. They've got so many other guys that if yeah. one or two guys is off, unlike last year's team, that's what it feels like the difference is. Uh, Kendra, when it was Kendrick Davis or DeAndre Williams, and they were the non-negotiables. They had to be good every game. As long as you've got Quinterly running the point and, uh, and out there dishing, uh, it doesn't matter. It feels like either one of these weapons can step up and lead them. And so, again, you know, you've played two bye games. You took care of business against Jackson State. Missouri couldn't do that. Uh, and now a, a win on the road against a Missouri team that doesn't look like it's going to be very good this season or maybe probably not a uh, maybe not even a uh, an NCAA tournament team. Although, Brad, they will have chances, unlike Memphis, when you get into conference play, 
you know, Missouri can go in there, upset a couple of SEC teams, couple top top twenty five teams. They can get themselves right back in the running. That's what you don't have. Yeah, that's that that's that's the benefit that you don't get uh, playing in the AAC in an AAC that took a big shot this weekend uh, again with uh, with FAU going down to Earl Timberlake and the boys. I know John was shocked down in Aruba when he <laughs> saw team. that score. He couldn't even believe it. Yeah. He didn't respond for the entire night. He had to come back the next day. Uh, maybe he was already out. You know, he's having a good time down there. It's, you know, I, typically I would have had him answer for this, mm-hmm. literally come on the phone from Aruba, uh, but I figure he's he's getting with Dusty right now. Yeah. They're sort of circling the wagons, figuring out what went wrong. Looked like their big man that we'd said yeah. uh, would be the difference this year, Golden. Looked like he was in foul trouble, did yeah. not have a good game for them. They shot, they, shot, they shot a horrible percentage from the field as well. Maybe this thing ain't so pretty as John made it out to be, mm-hmm. but we needed it to be. Memphis for the conference, it. you do. Yes, yes, yes. What so, did they? Did they? What, where did they end up falling in that AP poll? Real quick, they 19, fell nine 10th, spots. Nine spots. Some some thought that because you you know you you lose that mm. game to Bryant, some thought that they might fall all the way out. Guys, I realize that we're we're you know you, you want you know might be mm. a rivalry this year with FAU, but you want them winning. Yeah. Every other game besides the two against Memphis and hopefully three against Memphis when you get to the AAC tournament, you want them winning every one. So uh, because again, that is your opportunity in conference to get something that's going to impress the selection committee. You got to have them. Uh, you absolutely do. Big opportunity for Memphis this week, though. Even with the blows to Michigan to Arkansas, uh, uh, you can still face those teams. Uh, a North Carolina team or a Villanova team, respectable, obviously. Uh, I'd like to see North Carolina in the final. Um, sure would be nice if Memphis could win one of these. I read Mark Giannato's column because he watched the game with him Friday I night. I saw that. Where, at a so, sports bar so they, in Lakeland. Okay, I saw it. Penny did not look happy. I guess it was no. about the offensive rebounds. Yeah. That is a crazy number, the fact that you gave up 25 offensive rebounds to that team. Yeah. yeah, I saw the picture. Penny didn't look happy. Yeah, he looked like he was yelling at the team. And then I guess the TV in the article I wondered, says it goes he, out he, for a little bit. Well, I wondered when I looked at the picture, was he mad that uh, that, that he's, you know, his team gave up 25 <laughs> offensive rebounds or was he mad that Mark Giannato was spying on him? He might have had both. No, again, but I guess no, he asked no, him to no, yeah, come again, along. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark is not there, y'all, unless Penny gave him permission to do <laughs> it was that. It's a special so, room. So that had nothing to do with Mark Giannato's presence. Yeah, I think Penny was <laughs> was probably mad about the offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. That's Listen, if there is an issue, yeah. you know, it's the defensive glass. And you got big men. I mean, you need those guys in the middle to, to probably, you know, lock up some of those rebounds. Yeah. What did Malco do? Four rebounds. Again, you're getting six from Jordan Brown. Four and I'm, five. I'm just looking at the bigs in the front court. Yeah. Five from Nick Jordan. David Jones had ten rebounds. Now, I mean, he is your leading yes. rebounder right He's now. going and getting the ball. He's also your leading scorer. Like and you said Javon we, had eight. We said yeah. coming from the Big East. Yeah. That's one, th- one of the things that we liked most about David Jones. Yeah. Uh, I think it was six and a half rebounds. Uh, uh, in the Big East last year, it's one of the things we liked most about him. Didn't know that you would need it this much, yeah. because again, these the, the Memphis's bigs, the technically the bigs, yeah, um, just aren't dominant rebounders. No. And so they're going to have to clean that up. You can't let Michigan grab 25 offensive rebounds because what what they'll do, they'll turn that into into second chance points more than the 18 that you gave up to to Alabama State. Uh, but shout out to to Tony Madlock. He gave Memphis just like he did yeah. with Ole Miss. He gave it a push. It was a couple of you were scared Friday. There in the you, you feel, it felt well, like you never scared. They could, they but could I think, do something. But I think early on, I said, "Well, they ain't covering thirty yeah. and a half. No, like that's not happening. There's too much effort on this Alabama State side, and they're you know they're they're, they're getting too many rebounds over there. So, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to to Tony Madlock uh, in the SWAC. Hopefully, they're going to be ready to play by the time they get around to conference play with all these tests that they've had. And uh, as for Memphis, three and zero took care of business. But still unranked. New AP poll out. Tigers coming in as they did last week. First and others receiving votes. So technically you're 26. A little bit of a surprise. 
but maybe not so much when you see again what happened with Missouri losing to Jackson State. That was a that's disrespect dog worthy. Next story. Jonah Dillon wrote about this for the commercial fee- appeal. It was reported this morning by Brett McMurphy from uh, the stadium. Uh, Action Network, I should say. Net Memphis could be staying at home potentially for a bowl game. A new projection here from Action Network's Brett Murphy, I'm reading from Jonah's article here, says that because the amount of SEC bowl-eligible teams and filling all of the conference bowl obligations, and one of those is, of course, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, there may not be enough teams to qualify solid teams, of course, winning teams. Mississippi State's probably not going to make a bowl. Vandy out. The final makeup of the college football playoff has the top part of the SEC. And so, basically, I boil this down, Memphis could be playing a Liberty Bowl at AutoZone Liberty Bowl. What do you think of that? A couple of things here. You get a big payout and bigger than some of these other bowls that you've been forecast for if you're in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. You're at home. You would theoretically, I think, have a pretty solid crowd. The issue for Memphis is, is that your players probably don't want to do it. Right. You're not going to a destination. Bowl season's about a destination, right? It's about right. getting to the biggest bowl that you can. And mm-hmm. um, I realize those players right now, you know, they, you, you played your last game at Simmons Bank in terms of regular season. I, you know, if, I'm just at, if you if you pin them down and ask, ask them, yeah. my guess is that you would want to go to a different, you would want a destination. You would yeah. want to go somewhere. Even Some of if, the other bowls would be like the military bowl that Schleybaugh mentioned. the military mentioned. earlier. Yeah. Schleybaugh's got them there right yeah. now. The Wasabi I didn't, I didn't, Bowl. I didn't know. I couldn't tell if that had been updated since. I think it had yeah. since the uh, since this weekend's Projection game. is still Miami-Memphis there. Miami-Memphis in the military bowl. See, that's where I kind of had I think you're, you're going to do better payout-wise. It'd be, yeah. For the program, it's probably the best thing. I agree. Because of the payout you can get. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that you get your, your players... We'll be very excited about it, but right. but, but at this point, um, you know how much do we you know care about the excitement level of the players? What it would right. be would be an opportunity to get a tenth win on the season. We mentioned would only be the fifth time in school history that you've done that, and you get a chance to do it in front of what would be a big home crowd. I mean, you got they had thirty thousand out there for for SMU. Imagine you tell folks, you know, uh, the Tigers are playing in the Liberty Bowl. Come out and support them. I mean, you get thirty-five for that, right? And yeah, then whatever you else get the, the Half other of the team is bringing, would be your fans. I would think so. Yes, because again, what you're selling is it's yeah. history. It's ten-win season. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you're selling that you know Seth Hennigan's coming back and everything else. Yeah. And so maybe well, that, think about the opponent and, too. And again, if we're trying to get excitement going, and when we talked about the predicament that Memphis yeah. football is in with the lack of a signature win, you're trying to get people excited about next season and the years beyond as you get this new stadium going. Um, Maybe having a win in the in the Liberty Bowl is something that could do that in front of what should be a I, I would think a, a really good crowd. Yeah, I would absolutely. So so yeah, I mean I think the only drawback probably is the players wanting to go, you know, uh, uh, for a destination. But I think it's probably the best thing for the program if you can uh, if you can slip your way into the uh, the Liberty Bowl. I'm looking at the potential opponents, you know, you're in that Oklahoma State range. Yeah, you know, to have a game against like a or a you know. Any of those Big 12 teams. I would rather do that and go to the game against one of those teams yeah. than, I, than I want to see Memphis in a, in a military bowl. Would you rather them play Kansas or somebody like that at the Liberty Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think I would, And then too. knowing that, again, payout-wise, this is the best thing Most for money. the program. Mm-hmm. And, again, you go to one of these bowls, what kind of crowd are you going to take out there? As much as I'm talking about the players would be probably be disappointed mm-hmm. in not having a destination – 
do you like a, a home crowd that's yeah. you know, that's loud and, and, and behind you? Because you're not yeah. going to get that yeah, in some know. of these other places. You'll have Tiger fans that travel, but not nearly what you would have here. Right. Now, the more I think about it, the more that probably for the players is the is is the plus, the fact that you would have the home crowd here. So, Well, I would go to a game like that because, you know, it's the 29th. We're getting closer. I mean, we're... It's holiday season. Yeah. you got Memphis in it. It's, it's more yeah. reason to pay attention with all due respect to, to what they do over there at the Lutheran. Sure. It's more reason for us locals yep. to pay attention to the Liberty Bowl this year. If you've, got, work. if you've got a Memphis. Yeah. It's, I imagine it's not a bad fallback plan for the Liberty Bowl. No, I think it's a good Because you're going to sell tickets. Yep. You know, you'd have the, the home team in town. So, um, yeah, if it works out that way, uh, probably best case scenario, I would think at, at this point, looking at what other bowls that Memphis has been projected for, uh, I wouldn't mind that at all. Next story. Might even go back out there. But no. I would go to that on the 29th. Be a uh, nice time. Yeah. They'd probably get your hot dogs ready for you. I, somebody else told me they got the hot dog. We walked all the way around that thing. Couldn't find anything but pronto pups and pizza and uh, everything else. What'd you settle in on? Uh, pronto pups. And pr- I had the, I had the, the pizza. Nice. Um, pepperoni. Oh, yeah. That was always good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had a little, I had a little popcorn as well. Man, I was spinning in there, bro. I you said, can. I said, in a hurry. Does this tip go to NIO? Yeah. Here's a tip for you. You, no, br- you brought up the plastic real quick. That is one of the things as a budget reason. You just, that money just goes because you're flat. You're flashing that oh, plastic because it's not ca- it's cashless. I ma- they get so much more, I would imagine, because yeah. after you slide that card, you get the tip options. Well, yeah, fifteen percent. Others have talked yeah. about whether this should even be a thing. That's right. But just to kind of get done, and what you see is a uh, uh, fair. Good, better, <laughs> great, and you don't want to be. You, you don't, don't want to be, be there. Fair, no, you know no. what I'm saying. And then you push zero on no. that thing. You know she's looking dead. They almost giving you the eye, Brad. You write about these cards. They almost guilt you into it. And I know they make a ton more money more by money. being cashless yeah, because absolutely. a great many of us that are just trying to be get through and not be judged as just fair or bad. Yes. What will push? The tip button. Put great or yes. good or whatever else, and they're getting more. Yes, it's it's a it's. I'm I, happy yes. they're getting it, yes. especially if it's going. To the workers, yes. Which I don't, you know, this ain't a restaurant, so I, I have my doubts of whether it's actually going. You know, that tip is actually going to the person. To the yeah. person. Themselves. Well, you ask them a lot, and they'll say no. Well, there are sir. some there that are bartenders, though, and I wonder. Yeah. I think I think they're getting their. Yes, they're probably getting their tips. Mm-hmm. But that cashless thing, my dad thought it was a racket. It, that's where, it, where it, FedEx form is cashless and like too. You said, so. it just makes yeah. you, yeah. But just, you spend a lot more. Like I have to look at those regions oh, receipts. Bro, it's like because whoa. It's, it's just convenient to get through and not be judged. <laughs> Right, 15, 20%. That, man, they trip you out with that guilt trip. It's but that's tough, how, they're, man. They're getting it now, and they're getting it because they yeah. can. And, um, you know, frankly, it, it, hey, you want your hot dog. You got to do what you got to do, Jason. Yeah, you don't want to be bad with your tips. No. Uh, next no. one. Okay. Next story. Big Monday Night Football game night. Yeah, I'm excited about this Eagles-Chiefs matchup. It's in uh, KC. I guess uh, Taylor Swift might be getting on the private jet to show up for this thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. So I'll do the uh, nuts and bolts. Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I love the Eagles. I think I think John and I talked about it last mm-hmm. week. I got the sense that he likes the Eagles here as well. There are some that believe, and uh, a great many smart folks that believe that the Eagles are the best team in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I've seen so far, uh, I cannot make an argument against that. So, again, I would love Eagles and points here if I was that kind of guy. Back to the storylines, though, because there are plenty of these. Obviously, a Super Bowl rematch, both leading their conferences uh, here. Now, you could you could make a case 
that the Chiefs haven't so looked so good in doing it at 7-2, and two, especially offensively, mm-hmm. where they've just been off a tick. A lot of it's the receivers, uh, the newness there, obviously, but it does, you know, Patrick Mahomes is not rolling by any stretch of the imagination. They've sputtered a bit. Uh, got that win, though, over Miami, like we mentioned, though, because of how good that defense has been. Last time I looked, it was the second-best scoring def- defense in the NFL. Uh, they've been very good on that side of the ball, and frankly um, – like I said when we've talked about this, I have faith in Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I don't worry about that KC offense. And right now I look at them as the best team in the AFC. And so you've got a matchup of the two powers again. And uh, here's a note, a history note. Andy Reid, the Chiefs coach, can pass Hank Stram as the winningest Chiefs coach of all time, become the first to hold that distinction with two different franchises. The other is with Philly. How about that? Uh, Andy Reid is becoming goatish. Uh, in terms of uh, some of the people that he's passing. He's a Hall of Famer. Yep, and then you mentioned it, uh, this storyline about Taylor Swift and parents tonight, possibly? I think there's a meeting going on tonight, Jason. Yes. Yeah, and of course we know Kelsey plays better when the girlfriend is watching his games in person. had those stats for you a couple weeks ago. Like He's like remarkably better. What I think is that Patrick Mahomes, knowing that she's up there, is like, I'm going to take care of you, my man, on these days that she's there. Uh, back to this. Yes. I cannot believe that I'm reading this Go ahead. in my in my sports previews, uh-huh. sports previews about tonight's game. I'm reading this as a storyline um, that, yes, Jason Kelsey, besides the fact that Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, the brothers, going to match up again. Rumors are flying that Taylor Swift, who's been seeing oh, uh, Travis, as we know, mm. could be bringing her parents to meet his for the first time. This is in my sports wow. storylines about this game. That's in the nuts There's and a bolts. part of me that wants to push it right back out, but there's also a part of me that realizes, man, Taylor Swift is just, yeah. she's, she's a phenomenon. She's got people dying at her and concerts, so if, though, Jason. If, if she is... I saw that. Where was that at? It was in Rio. A, 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 was it in Rio? Yeah, I want to tell you it was, it was Brazil. Too hot. Or Brazil, yeah. So like, and she was in the front row, and it was hot. Waiting to get in, I guess it got 130, like fainted, with the temperature. And, they did in not, and she did no, not come back. Did not come back. She passed. Crazy. So folks used to faint at Michael Jackson concerts overseas and scream and go crazy and get yeah. dehydrated and do all that. Yeah, like she is at that level where. Hysteria. You will just go through Hysteria. extremes, extreme heat, extreme yes. cold. Uh, wasn't it in Nashville where it kept on raining and they stayed late? And to her credit, she stayed the entire yeah. time and played the entire set. She did. Even after the rain. But they stayed through the rain is my point. They watched in the rain just, in an arena. I outside. heard Taylor Swift. I don't think it's that She great. don't move no. my soul I'm, I'm with like you she on does this. that. I and again, that is this. no hate on no, her. No, it's not. It's just that it ain't me. But no. clearly, she is America. We're not the target. Uh, I cannot believe in my, again, this is the, the game cast preview. That's in there. Breaking down the sports storylines and the fact that uh, that they're meeting up. Listen, I've seen the footage of them kissing after concerts. Oh. I will say I thought this was fraudulent to start. thought it was all for publicity. thought it was for uh, this is convenient. Well, hey, she gets some publicity. She comes to the game. She can push her movie and everything else. He This ups his jersey sales through the roof. Mm. thought it was just good for both sides. A little convenient, a little, uh, you know, a little... Maybe you're just, you're just flirting a little bit. But this seems to have become, and especially if you're talking about uh, parents getting involved. Yeah, yeah, that's a serious business. Yeah, and I realized her mom had already met Taylor, but when she's uh, now her parents? Yeah. That's, I, I, this yes, may be her an unpo- parents to meet his for the first time. This may be an unpopular take, but that Gracie Hunt girl, I, I think I'm a bigger fan of her than, the, uh, than Taylor Swift. I'm glad I opened your eyes to what's going on with her. You know what I'm saying? You brought this to the table a few months ago. I just, I just know... If I was Mahomes' wife, here we go. Her name, Brittany. Brittany. My yes. husband wouldn't be anywhere around old uh, Gracie. Gracie Hunt. Nowhere. 
I don't mean it. Not, not by himself. No. I'm looking at it from the woman's point of view. I wouldn't let Patrick out of my sight if that woman's around. Not a chance. And she prances around. I mean, and, 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 and she's the owner's daughter. So yes. I guess she can. All access. But when you're prancing around the practices and essentially Daisy Dukes. Basically. What you doing? You're trying to tempt What fate. you doing? You're trying to tempt players. And who's the star? Who's the stud? Some would tell you, I guess it's Kelsey. That's what Taylor Swift would tell you. I'd tell you it's the man making, what, $500 million or whatever it is. It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Just wouldn't have. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco ain't messing around over there. It's those two. And, again, who do the women love, Brad? They love the quarterback. They always love the quarterback. Mahomes is the star of the show. That's why he's on the the Netflix show. Yeah. Yeah, he's number one. This is runoff going to. I'm just telling you, keep the blinders on, Patrick. You're, Mm. you're, You're happy. You know, life's good. Yeah, be careful. Be careful. There's that is temptation. There, there ain't no question about it. Yeah. Uh, back to Eagles and Chiefs. Yeah. Eagles need to win this game. Uh, as much as I've talked about, they're the most dominant team uh, in football. I think the top team in football. Mm. If you look at what they've got after the Chiefs, Bills, who looked better last night, by yep. the way. Uh, we've, oh, I thought we've, they did. We've gone I, in I on how not... they made Ken Dorsey a scapegoat, the offense coordinator that yes. they fired, but the offense looked better last night. I am not out on the Bills. I oh, might no, be the only one on this show. Can't be out on the Bills, and especially now that Joe Burrow's out for the season, right. that spot, that Cincy spot, you know, it feels like a, a, a spot has opened again. Right. Because I, I don't know about you, but I had, even with uh, Joe Burrow last week, but you know, at the bottom yeah. of the division, we still had them penciled in as a team that would eventually turn it on. That's right. Hell, they'd just been hot a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, a spot has reopened. I don't think there's any question about it. Although, you could be looking at the Texans. Yeah, the uh, Texans uh, are for real. You know, two spots now coming out of the South, as opposed. Yeah, so I hated. But that. I'm with you that the Bills are, are definitely still uh, yep. still there. I guess I did say last week that the window had closed. Mm-hmm. They looked much better, albeit against the Jets team. It looked like has let go Dull of crap. the rope. Uh, they do have a good defense, and the Bills' offense did look better against a good defense. Mm. But let's be real. That Jets' offense could not they, – they couldn't score anything week before. Awful, awful. They're, they're a hot mess, so you didn't beat anybody. Yeah. Back to the point. Philly needs to win this game against the Chiefs because, again, if you want that first-round bye, um, you got Bills, you got 49ers, you got Cowboys coming up after that. Mm. Oh, by the way, after Cowboys, you go to the Seahawks. I mean, they're no slouches. I know they, they fell this week, uh, but you're at the Seahawks. Uh, before you get Giants, Cardinals, Giants to finish it off. It gets real easy there. But this is a tough stretch mm-hmm. here for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, again, if they've got their sights set, and I know they do on that number one seed in the playoffs, um, they, it can't just be a win against KC tonight. They're going to have to keep it rolling against some really good teams. 49ers look like they're back. Cowboys looked good. Cowboys look really uh, this good. Week. Well, it, they played it, a cupcake, I'll though. take that. It was 17-10 at one point. You're right, cupcake against the worst team in football, yeah. the Carolina Panthers, before they opened it up. So for it was probably a little bit more competitive mm-hmm. than they needed it to be. But that Cowboy defense uh, – Man, they are Did dynamic. Did you see that de- defensive back? That pitch? yes, uh, it's just uh, like his, he's leading the league. Two, I think. two words for you: respect, burgers. Not just Holy not crap. just leading the league, but has tied an NFL record already. And they've got what seven more games, whatever it yes. is. He's got plenty that more pick time. In particular, to, I know you'll talk about record, it, but yes. it was it was a silly looking pick. Uh, Chiefs after night got a little bit easier. They got Raiders, Packers. Uh, they do see the Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Bengals. So it's not again not as desperate a situation mm-hmm. for them. It doesn't feel like to me. Although I tell you know AFC ain't no joke in terms of the teams that are all vying for the number one spot. But I, it doesn't feel as must winish because again their schedule yeah. not nearly as tough at least the next few weeks as the Philadelphia Eagles. And so I told you I f- feel good about the Chiefs. What I feel good about is that defense uh, should get them again, keep them in the game tonight. I just if I've got to check boxes. 
uh, sort of like we did with Memphis and SMU, and I couldn't check that Memphis defensive yeah. box going in. Um, I just have my concerns about that KC offense right now. Just this week, I'm checking both. I mean, obviously, Jalen Hurts is, is rolling, even though he's playing hurt. Their defense, solid. Right now, KC's defense, good. They just haven't quite gotten on the same page yet offensively, and I think that'll be to Philly's, uh, to Philly's benefit uh, tonight. We got Respect Burgers uh, coming up at 1 o'clock. After that, Jason Fitz is going to join us. Don't worry. We're going to talk plenty of college football uh, with Jason Fitz. We're also going to talk about NFL uh, with Jason Fitz. What does is, what is Vrabel uh, do at this point? Is that is that a road going nowhere? I, I was I watching that press news conference. That he might be on the watching hot that seats. press conference. I tell you what, Brandon Staley should be on a hot seat. The Chargers coach, uh, they lost to the Green Bay Packers. A lot to discuss in the NFL and in college football with Jason Fitz. We'll do it all when we get back. You listen to Jason John nineteen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFM, ESPN. I don't know how. A couple of notes before we get to Respect Burgers, top of the third hour, and uh, Jason Fitz at 125. Tiger basketball, not ranked in the AP poll, but they do come in at number 23 in the coaches poll, if that's any solace for you, uh, there, by the way, Arkansas, after losing to Greensboro, is out of the rankings. Arkansas is still at number 20 in the AP poll, but that Arkansas team that you're hoping to face, if you can uh, knock off Michigan in the battle for Atlantis, they are they drop to uh, the first and other, others receiving votes in the coaches poll. Again, coaches poll doesn't matter. Uh, to us media guys, as much as uh, as much as that AP top twenty five one, and I imagine to most fans as well. Keep in mind the Memphis media guide. If you go back in it, it doesn't use coaches poll rankings. It uses the AP top twenty five like we always do. So you always want to be official. But for those uh, for those of you that have pointed it out to me, I appreciate it. Uh, and 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 my job now to get that news out to the others, especially John Martin down in Aruba, uh, that his Tigers are ranked in the coaches poll. Maybe I should have said his Owls, uh, who in that poll, by the way, we mentioned where they dropped in the AP poll from 10th to 19th. In the coaches poll, they are 20th. So your two AAC contenders in the coaches poll, at least, now at 20 uh, and 23rd. Uh, there's your college basketball rankings notes. Want to go to this story, Brad, that you brought to my attention uh, because it does. We were waiting on the update. We knew it was bad, and it was the kind of scene you never like to see in college football where everything is stopped. you got players praying, and that was the case over at Florida State 
uh, as they played North Alabama over the weekend. We touched on the first hour, but Jordan Travis has, uh, has announced that the FSU quarterback had been having such a great season for Mike Norville's uh, undefeated Seminoles. Says his college career is over after the injury. Uh, pretty much knew that he was done, suffered that lower leg injury, and the loss was carted off the field and taken to the hospital immediately. Uh, you saw everybody standing up and the thumbs up uh, from him. Um, but it was one of those moments where, you know, again, a lot it feels like everything stops. You know, it's serious. And you realize that this, these things could be happening on every play. It's amazing that we don't have more. Uh, and this one was gruesome. You know, lower awful. leg injury, uh, the kind that you don't want to go back and look at, but the kind that, you know, uh, that you, you, know, you, you, you know, a, a lot of kids and stuff will want to see. Uh, it's that uh mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, some of the, you know, it's, it's not fun to, uh, to watch. And, and as for Florida State, I think the, the larger question uh, now is what happens uh, with Florida State in the college football playoff. They were able to come back in that game against North Alabama. That's what I was telling my dad. The fact is, it's North Alabama, you know, who you yeah. know you're going to be able to take care of even if Jordan Travis has a bad day. Yep. And you lose him again in that game, a game that you know you can win with your backup or your third string. And I ain't saying that Jordan Travis shouldn't have been playing, but that's what makes it so un- so much more unfortunate yep. is that it happens in this game. Uh, back to the point, they were able to come back, take care of business, 58-13. Uh, last week, they were number four in the college football playoff rankings, although they've dropped to number five in the AP poll, and you wonder if that's sort of a forecast of what's going to happen in terms of the college football uh, playoff and the numbers there. Uh, again, you got Georgia took care of business against Tennessee this weekend, number one, 38-10, uh, at least number one last week in the college football playoff rank. It's 38-10 over Tennessee, excuse me. Ohio State took care of business, 37-3 over Minnesota, and of course, Michigan. Yep. Yeah, with their uh, interim coach and with Harbaugh having agreed to serve this three-game suspension, we know they won't have them uh, against Ohio State coming up. 31-24 against Maryland. Back to the point in Florida State, you just wonder, you know, Washington takes care of business, uh, runs the table. Uh, Remember, they do have the win already over Oregon. Uh, Does this lift them over uh, Florida State? Yeah, Yeah. I just wonder, I wonder is Florida State going to, you know, if they go on, win out, uh, and their backup quarterback is experienced, if they go on and win out, are you really going to take that team without Jordan Travis if you've if you've got uh, you've got Georgia? Depending upon what happens with the SEC, yeah. I mean, I could see I, I could see them plucking out Florida State, uh, Washington coming in. You're taking one of Ohio State or Michigan, and 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 two SECs. Yeah, particularly if you know, say Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, that's your way to two SECs. Um, it just feels like. I don't. I don't know how it's going to work out. We'll we'll see what Jason Fitz thinks at one twenty five. But it just feels like their chance, and it's specifically the chance to win. But I think they're going to get even if they run the table, they're probably going to get pushed out of the top four. What say you? I I hope they don't get pushed out because of the injury. Because it's it it seems like if you're undefeated, you should have the opportunity to lose your way out. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of a one-loss Washington team overtaking you because you know your quarterback's out and the and the guys in the committee go, oh, they're playing with Tate Rotomaker or whatever. It's like I don't know if that's fair. That defense played pretty well in the second half, and it, and it's funny because they were giving them all they got in the first half. And I know it's North Alabama, but they were down 13 nothing, and yep. what North Alabama was doing all these trick plays and stuff, and they could not get it together. And it seemed like Travis was pushing a little bit on that run. My wife and I were watching it live. It looked Dak Prescott injury-like type stuff. I mean, it was just a nasty, you know, because he was slide. He didn't even slide. He was kind of diving, and that ankle turned. So 
He's his season's over. I just hope they get a chance to lose their way out instead of them just pulling them out of the top four. Um, I, I, that's kind of where I'm at. I think Florida State needs um, it needs Washington they might lose to, Florida, to lose. Though. I mean, they might lose to Florida though. That's the problem. I mean, if you don't have your your good quarterback, they, they might. They could, do I it. mean, technically, I guess. Yeah. Um, now I know that we're talking about I guess this week's poll. My my guess is the committee will leave them in, and then they'll have to just lose their way out with Florida, and then we're probably next week talking about you know them at six or seven. Um, that could I mean it could all take care of itself to your point on the field. Yep. Um, but if they if they do if they win out, um, they're going to need they're going to need Washington to lose. Yeah. Um, and I think. And I think Washington maybe has Washington State, which and they, is a losable and they game. Need, they need Alabama to lose the SEC title game by a ton so that there is no attraction whatsoever to bring in a second SEC yeah. team. If it, Listen, if Alabama beats Georgia, there's two, there's two yeah. SECs, period. Done. We get that. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's going to push somebody out. They need Alabama to lose. Yeah. To keep their and obviously got to run the table to keep their hopes alive. I, I, that backup mm-hmm. quarterback looks like he might be good enough He's to fine. take care of business the rest of the way. Um, He's fine. But He's they're going the to they're going to need help to be in the college football playoff. A lot of it, I think, yeah. and to win it, it's over because Jordan Travis was. Uh, was everything yep. for them. And so, tough blow for Mike Norville. Sucks. It was a fantastic season. What, they won 16 in a row? Yeah. It's something uh, crazy in terms of the winning streak. Um, yeah, that was a tough blow. You never like to see it. And um, I imagine, for the for the most part, Florida State's national championship hopes are yeah. are, uh, are certainly... I hate that for Mike. Yeah, certainly done. Mike's, uh, Mike's earned a respect work for me, though, this year. With the, the way they've performed, um, the fact that he's sort of done it, you know, in Dion's shadow, or at least with a lot of those fans saying... You know, we could be a a, a a lot more spectacular with Dion. You know, Dion's at one point has taken players from him and everything else, and um, all Mike has done in the face of that is built this thing up. Took him maybe a little while longer than we thought it would. Yeah, but he's built this you, thing up, and you've done it with players like Jordan Travis. That's why it's so unfortunate to see a guy right in the middle of it down and and out for the for the for the rest of his career. Real, probably college football. Real quick before we get respect burgers, I got to ask you about Dion because you brought it up. Like, there's a lot of buzz around how bad it's been since they got started with the three three wins. I mean. It was always going to come back to this at some point because they don't have any kind of thing up front. The lineman situation is is, is yeah, awful. Um, but they've had a lot more turmoil since then, and and turmoil comes with losing. I, I said this after they won, after they went over the uh, the three game mark, the win total that Vegas had him at. He's already won. You know whether it's whether it's somebody else with more resources eventually that says, "Hey, if I give Dion the resources, he can come here and fix this thing up," or whether it's still right. at Colorado State. But I mean, excuse me, at Colorado, sure. he is gonna he's gonna own the transfer portal. Yeah, uh, is he gonna get the type of uh, is he gonna get SEC level uh, big guys up front at Colorado? No, probably not. But he'll get much better than what he has, and that will get. Uh, that will get better. Uh, again, this was a first season. It always was that. The folks that were going crazy think this was going to be uh, something more than, uh, you know, even even bowl eligible this year was going to be hard to get to. And so uh, I think Dion has already won. I think most looked at that as a situation where you won one game last year. Anything was going to be an improvement. And what he's done this year is by far Absolutely. an improvement. So, uh, listen, I, I, I hear – the. Because again, they were feeling themselves oh, yeah. there early on. It was hot. And I really, Game you know, day went I really, there. Some, so yeah. some of this is is people saying now now you're eating crow because right, y'all don't right. look so good. Uh, but the fact is, I think I think Deion Sanders has proven himself as a uh, as a success. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.